0: Anna McQueen, Kilda. good morning. Good morning. So Massey University has recently redone its survey of what people who live with different lifestyles end up spending in retirement. Mm-hmm. And the numbers are pretty shocking, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> you're basically saying that if you're living the most basic of lifestyles and you only have the pension to rely on, you are $250,000 short for your retirement. And that's a a super basic lifestyle. And most of us just want to live the lifestyle to which we are accustomed. Yeah. And then you go, well, what are you accustomed to? Well, using uh, Enable Me client data, the average lifestyle for a couple... If they're mortgage-free, is around a hundred to a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. So, for the purposes of it being a Saturday morning, let's just say it's a hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. <laughs> and, and then the pension normally pays twenty thousand dollars each per year, so that's forty thousand. Yeah. So the average couple is going to have sixty thousand dollars shortfall, and over a twenty-five year period, that's a one point five million dollar gap, and that's for a typical Kiwi. So then we say, okay, that's fairly big. I'm not sure if downsizing the family home is going to be enough to fix that. Because that's that's the common theme with Kiwis is I'll just downsize the home. And in fact, the data suggests from the Financial Services Council that when you downsize your home, that tends to buy you about three years of retirement of the lifestyle that you want. And there's lots of reasons for that. But you're like, okay, well, that gets me to 68. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, well, what do I do now? And then they're like, well, this is the kiwi, the kiwi motto. Well, I'll keep working. Yeah, I'll keep working. And the problem, and we are working later. And I don't think many of us are actually retiring, but we're not necessarily in the same level of paid work that we were in for a variety of reasons. So we're still working, but it might be charity. Uh, or we're doing work at a lower rate than what we're accustomed, yeah. which has a whole lot of other implications. But the working indefinitely doesn't really cut it. And what the data is saying that people aren't working nearly as long as what they thought they were going to be working towards. Yeah. So then you go, okay, well, what now? And it's like, well, I'll, I'm will i going to get an inheritance. My parents are going to leave me money. It's like, oh, that makes me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Because the thing about inheritances is... is they're incredible, they come with a responsibility right, like you've received something and I feel you've got an obligation to pay it forward but even if you didn't accept that responsibility, people just don't die (laughs) when you need them to (laughs) 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 because when you think when you think of like say you're growing a family like if ever there was a time to get an inheritance it's at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. come after you've navigated the storm, which is still incredible, but it just isn't as convenient as we want. And I'm like, oh... <laughs> not really a plan that we can control and no. if you think you can control that then that should definitely not be your plan
0: no no and and, and and you know it'll just be your luck that Uncle Gary will decide to leave his mega fortune to some you know really exactly. obscure cause instead
1: exactly Lincoln Uncle Gary right yeah, yeah never yeah. what we need and well, Uncle Gary finds a female friend right oh, at the end yes, and, oh dear, yes uh,
0: yeah. not ideal not
1: ideal so then then the next thing is we're like, Well, I need to help the kids before I even help myself and I'm like, look, the best retirement plans will have both of those things happening. Of course you want your kids to be financially independent, but it can't come at the expense of your own retirement. Yeah. So let's let's I guess navigate that elegantly because for a lot of of parents and normally at least one parent helping the kids is almost their non-negotiable yeah so we can't ignore it but we can't be reckless at the very time we've got to be deliberate
0: yeah yeah uh, for all the many people listening right now who are hyperventilating uh, yeah. <laughs> do you have some yeah. some basic advice and is it make a plan
1: uh, well it's, it's both i think that yes you've got to work on a plan but i would suggest you work on that with a financial advisor yeah i know that when we're working with clients we see lines of opportunity that isn't immediately obvious to uh to you because you're you're kind of you're wrapped up pretty tightly in your own situation Mm. and we can also call out either the inconsistencies in your thinking or whether the risk sits in your thinking. Mm. Cause normally again, within a couple, there'll be one person who is either hands off or optimistic and takes this, she'll be right attitude. But that's very different to learning to be okay with what you've ended up with. Those are two very different things. So normally mm. in a couple you want, there's one person who is feeling more and more anxious for every day. You don't have a plan. So, Work with someone who's independent, who's not gonna buy into the hype of she'll be right. They will design something that's gonna get you what you need or increase the odds of you getting what you need and you having the confidence to execute well at the very time you're feeling nervous. Yeah. Because that's you can't for many of us, not only do we are we in desperate need of a plan, but we can't our margin of error for getting it wrong is so minute.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and it certainly makes me nervous that, yeah, when people take that approach of she'll be right and that is very different to learning to be okay I'm with kind it. Of
0: cavalier. Hey, d- just one last thing before we go. Do, do you reckon, because I know maxie has been doing this survey for a bit now, do, do you think that KiwiSaver and people being able to, you know, actively engage with their KiwiSaver accounts has helped mm. at all? Do you get that sense?
1: Well, I think KiwiSaver has forced a behaviour, and it isn't mm. something that we normally would be doing as Kiwis. Again, we'd take that approach of she'll be right, and we'll mm. fix it mm. at the end. KiwiSaver's been great. Now we need to mature to this next level and help people really engage with their retirement. Mm. And I think, and I think for a lot of people, being able to access their KiwiSaver, like there's this fear that we're just going to spend it, mm. but actually, when you're in your fifties and your sixties, and you are very cognizant of the fact that this money needs to stretch further. I think it would be amazing for Kiwis to lean in to take more responsibilities for what that looks like as yeah. opposed to kind of just stepping back and saying, well, the fund manager's got it sorted. And I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> we need to do a bit more than that.
0: Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, Hannah. You take care. We'll catch you again next week. Hannah McQueen thanks. from Enable Me. You can find her at enable.me.